0: It's backward. I'm going to have to turn it around. Take a deep breath. I'm going to need you to push. Now, push. 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 Holy shit!
1: What is it? It's. In 1989, Freddy Mania was still raging on, or, at the very least, New Line Cinema was still eager to stoke the fires of Freddy Krueger's fame. Almost like an assembly line at this point in the series, the fifth nightmare was already being planned before the fourth had even been released. New Line's foresight led them to locking in an increasingly make-up-weary Robert England by getting him to agree to Part 5 as part of his contract for Part 4, and the female lead of Part 4, The Dream Master herself, Lisa Wilcox, had also agreed to another movie as part four was wrapping up production. They would be joined by the forgettable football guy Dan as the three main returners for part five, but in what had become a pattern in the franchise, many of the rest of the principal cast and crew members were new to their roles. But since the thrill of the Nightmare series had become Freddy's antics and killings saturated with special effects and clever quips, they couldn't possibly go wrong if Robert England was in the makeup once again, right? In a refrain that has become all too common while covering so many slasher movie sequels, many members of the casting crew pitched The Fifth Nightmare as a return to the types of scares that made the original so frightening. Director Stephen Hopkins also wanted to incorporate ideas from throughout the entire series, and in that, he succeeded. Freddy's new arch-nemesis, Alice, still possessed a form of her Dream Master power, Amanda Kruger was back after being introduced in Part 3, the basic idea of how Freddy comes back once again originated from an idea pitched for Part 2, and the original makeup artist for Freddy Kruger, David Miller, was back to redesign Freddy's burns for the 5th entry. But with the movie releasing in August of 1989, slightly less than a year after the previous entry, did the director take on more than he could deliver. Hopkins himself has said that he can't even watch the movie for a multitude of reasons. Should anyone watch The 5th Nightmare? Find out tonight as Joey and I discuss A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, The Dream Child, here in The Last Theatre. Welcome once again to The Last Theatre, my name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And this is, of course, the fifth entry in our Nightmare on Elm Street franchise retrospective, which you can find on cnjradio.com. This is another direct sequel to the previous movie, which I appreciate. I'm going to talk about the things I appreciate in the movie, and I'll, are, are we'll you, are good we? cop, bad cop. Are Maybe. we? <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. All right, so, Chris, the, the character of Alice. Yes. It's kind of like the Tommy Jarvis, if you're wanting to make comparisons yeah, to for sure It comes right in the middle, and there's actually kind of a story arc here. Yeah. I appreciate that the character's back, actually. I think she's a very strong character. Yeah. That being said, I think the intro that you just threw down here on the episode, Mm -hmm. you took more time and care in writing that than they actually did writing this movie. (laughs) I'm just putting that right out front.
1: It's interesting you say that because in my research for a lot of these, as I've said many times before, in all these slashers, these American movies, I've been reading a lot of the Fangorias that come out at the time. And this was the first one where there was an entire, like, four or five page article that was just about the writing of the script because it had passed (laughs) so many hands at the end what i'm not going to summarize what it was but basically the original idea came from a gentleman named leslie bohem i believe is how you pronounce his name and he pitched this for part two um which was about a it was about a mother a pregnant mother stepfather and a young man which morphed into what we saw in part two but it was originally supposed to be kind of like a Rosemary's Baby type thing where sure. Freddie would, instead of trying to possess the, the the young man, would try to possess the baby in the mother's womb. And that got dismissed for in
0: favor of what we got. Sure. And Would that have been better than two? I mean, I'm sitting here about to make the joke, like, what can you say about... An idea that was scrapped in favor of what they went with with Part 2. It could have been. um, Well, I don't like Part 2, so (laughs) yeah, yeah, it would have been probably. But it was
1: interesting because in in this article, Leslie, I think Les is what he went by in the article, (laughs) was talking about how at the time, the series, the mythology, and the workings weren't necessarily set in stone. And you can see clearly because of what we saw in Part 2, that's the case, and that's what they thought at the time. Yeah. And so it could have been more like a possession type thing, and it could have been really scary, but we got what we got. And this one isn't really scary either, um, because this one got morphed over and over. Apparently, there were two initial drafts, like New Line called for like two drafts, but they didn't tell the two people, or the three people actually was a team, and then Les was on the other
0: side doing his own. They didn't tell Les that these other people were working on a draft... It's like they're running New Line Cinema, like the Brill Building back in the 60s, yeah. where everybody was writing a song to compete with each other. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and they were just
1: trying to take the best one, but then it did eventually get passed over to these other people, and Les had to drop out because he had other commitments that he had to, to work on, so he, I'm not sure how much of his script actually made it into the final one, sure. but it's another kind of Frankenstein's monster type thing, where it just passes so many hands, and what you get is what you get, because the director has a final say, and he has his yeah. own say as well.
0: Yeah. There's something else that stuck out to me, Chris, when you were talking about the intro. Mm. I never really thought about it until we tackled this franchise that they did five movies in five years, basically. Yeah, I didn't either. And that being said, this franchise could have been saved, in my opinion, saved in the mm-hmm. sense of it not growing stale like it has by five. Right. With maybe taking a year off between yeah. movies. Also for the sake of Robert England. I know Robert yeah. is our favorite. And truly sympathetic in the sense that, man, the guy I had to put the makeup on all the time. Yeah, it's good work if you can get it. Yeah. But in a sense of staying sane and maybe keeping things fresh and missing Freddy. First of all, you want to miss a character yeah. and want more of him. Even though these are short movies, five years in a row is a lot to ask.
1: That's the thing. And all of these, every one of these movies, I think, since part two has had like a, a specific single interview in Fangoria with just Robert England what he says is almost like cookie cutter at this point because he doesn't have time to think about it really. No, no. he's he probably into... being
0: interviewed in the chair. I bet. He is
1: because they talk about it. He like, as he's being, makeup's being applied because apparently he's like never not in some sort of makeup. Sure. But he's very gracious about everything. He sure. says he's not getting like the article for this one post part five. He was kind of complaining, but he made a point to say, I'm not getting burned out and I'll play Freddy Krueger indefinitely as long as I can do it. As long as they give me portions to act in where I'm not in the makeup. And that's why you see him in this one. He's one of the maniacs sure. and yeah. uh, different things like that. In the previous one. Yeah, he, he was, doesn't stick like, out or anything yeah, in his right. scene or yeah. anything
0: yeah. In the... no, I'm glad they did that for him. I'm, I'm glad it it's was not like cool, a wasted though. day on the that set. That was neat,
1: yeah. But talking about him being in the makeup. He said that this was the worst. One, because it was like year after year after year. These movies just came out so quickly after each other. But kind of bouncing off of what I was talking about in part four, about what was going on at the time, in 1988, you had uh, Nightmare Part Four. Right after that was Freddy's Nightmares, the TV series that he had to... He went one yeah. to the next. Did to do the vignettes for those, right? Yeah. Then, and he was in, like, the first one, and he was in, like, all the vignettes, I think, oh, okay. so... I haven't seen the series, but that's what True. my reading gave That's the idea that they gave me. Yeah, did a
0: 976 Evil also. That was before. That was before all He that. went right oh. from that
1: as they were doing post-production to part four, got in the makeup for Freddy part four, got into the makeup again for the TV series went to england to get in more makeup for phantom of the opera and then right after phantom of the opera he came back
0: to do part five well that's his own fault taking phantom no i'm just kidding no and (laughs) also he didn't didn't have a break and he was in makeup that like for this whole year and that supposed factoid that i gave you uh, off air about how he apparently worked 24 hour days on the set of three because he was working on some sort of tv show or something i mean crazy crazy also man it would have been nice if they had not treated him like, like Dance Monkey Dance yeah. in the sense of... The, almost it almost seems the way that old contracted actors back in the day, right like back in the Universal Monster days. Like, yeah, like Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, they're known for some of these iconic characters. Yeah. But they did do other movies yeah. between these movies. Yeah. And to give them... It, I'm sure their careers lasted a little bit longer yeah. just because of that in the sense of okay, I'm not always on the chair, you know.
1: That's one thing that he has said for the past at least two, I think three movies in the interviews, is that he's missing out on other work because of these obligations. Sure. And he said that specifically about this one. He's like, he's he regrets missing out on some of this work that he's missing out on because he has to do this. He doesn't dislike doing Freddy, and he seems to be excited about each movie once he gets into the character. But getting into it is, is kind of this, like, specter over his head. And in part five, he was saying, like, as he was doing that interview, is that the second season of Freddy's Nightmares was looming ahead. So, he didn't see a break
0: at the time. Yeah. I didn't see much of that when it was out. I didn't either. Yeah. I'd be intrigued to watch it it now, just out of curiosity's sake. But, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing Freddy... Host spots for it, mm-hmm. but then of course it's just like Friday. Like where's Jason? Where's yeah. Freddie? Yeah. Where's Poochie? Yes. <laughs> so it's just you know, yeah, I just wasn't intrigued to watch it There was other things competing yeah. for my viewing eyes at the time. Yeah. Those were Saturday night syndicated shows Yeah, I got wrestling and headbangers ball uh-huh. to watch I'm not watching that. And that's right in that demographic. Yeah. So like that was a fail, I think. Same for me. And
1: I I knew of like the Friday and the Nightmare series as they were on, but I knew that Freddy and Jason weren't the stars, so yeah. I didn't care about watching them. I was yeah. like, what is this? I don't care. Yeah, I'm and, sure. I mean, that's like eight nine year old me but right. still yeah
0: I, I remember these things yeah. i remember watching the max headroom pilot going where's max headroom <laughs> right <laughs> you remember that shit okay i yeah. had a max headroom backpack Yeah, oh, there you go that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. episode but I, you're gonna try to stay positive i don't have great things to say about this movie <laughs> as a whole at all i was trying to stay focused just watching it this time yeah honestly
1: it it gets real convoluted with the mythology because it tries to bring so much stuff back in i think the director stephen hopkins does I think he had good ideas and good intentions, and he can be a good director. This, of course, as many of these horror movies, Fridays and Halloweens included, uh, the directors of sequels are pretty young in their careers. This was Stephen Hopkins' second like, feature <laughs> directing job. This was Leslie Bohem's second produced script. And the other two that are credited, John Skip and Craig Spector, it was their first produced script. Gotcha. So, can
0: you stay positive on them? Did they go on to do anything else good? They
1: didn't. Um, Stephen Hopkins, uh, short time after this, he did Predator Two and Judgment
0: Night. So those are I, real good movies. I give those a pretty decent yeah. thumbs up. Both yeah. of those, Judgment Night especially, I'm a yeah. fan of. Yeah, so. I like Predator Two a lot. I think it's yeah, it's good. a well liked sequel uh, in yeah. in a world where there's not a lot of good it's horror dark. sequels. Yeah, yeah, and sci fi,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, and that's one thing that Hopkins wanted said he wanted to bring to this was like darkness. Visually, it's a darker movie. And he did try to dip into like some of, in one of those readings I did, someone brought up like Hammer films and I can see what they're talking about with the maniacs and the the gothic structures, the church and the nun and the, when you see Amanda Kruger in this movie for the first time, the the huge doors open and the birds Mm. fly out. (laughs) So it's all sort of there, Yeah. but the time crunch is such as it is and the budget is such that it is that they can't really, like, follow through with that stuff. And then the effects are just kind of like, ugh.
0: It's about as stylish as it gets, all those flashbacks. So those are uh, decent highlights of the movie. Just trying to think of some of the kills offhand. (laughs) I mean, when, when the comic book... Scene is probably my yeah. favorite kill. I'm just going right up to it. <laughs> Are you I th- trying to get to the end already? I think it is. Well, sort of. But yeah, I think that... Because that's the only one I could think... Oh, yeah, the swimming yeah. pool. There's that's only- not even a death. That's yeah. that's, that's a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, we we do have the differences there. There's not many to choose from in this movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the thing. And I, I, I say this on some of these movies, but it's crazy how these films get attacked for body counts uh, as a genre yeah. itself. Yeah. But really... Like, compared to the average action film, compared to the average Rambo film, body count nothing. Yeah. Like, really isn't. So... Especially the Nightmare ones. I think...
1: I mean, just doing the kill counts for all these movies. I think this is the lowest in the series so far. This movie specifically. But Nightmare overall is less than like Halloween and Friday. I believe that for
0: sure. Because you need Um, to make it count. You need to make it matter. Yeah. And you gotta spend a lot of time on those Nightmares to make them look good. Yeah. It's... Way easier just to slash somebody's throat. Right. I And, and no disrespect to the throat slasher films. <laughs> right. But you've got to really be all in on that kill to make it worthwhile yeah. in this series. It's the only series that really requires that, I think.
1: Yeah, and be- I think part three kind of introduced that whole thing about even if the characters aren't really fleshed out, like they each have this gimmick that Freddy latches onto, um, yeah. That was the beginning of that Cigarette sure. TV girl, that was her death uh, mm-hmm. He does puppets, he kills By a puppet, yeah. and so that's what I was talking about In part four, it becomes this shorthand of, oh, I don't like bugs, well you're going to turn into a bug Something mm-hmm. with bugs is going to happen to you
0: Yeah, and they went real generic With the generic football guy yeah. He didn't even get to play football against Freddy right. Imagine, yeah. the, the, that's a missed opportunity <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. oh we're just going to kill him with a bike Okay, yeah. or a truck Or however you feel that yeah. he actually died right. That's a weird scene in itself yeah. But, yeah, can you imagine, like, Freddy getting padded up and... (laughs) I can't, actually, because he sort
1: of did in this movie (laughs) in another death. yeah, that's (laughs) true. In a different way.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to see. Like, uh... I don't know. I mean, you got to really just... It's over the top anyway, so right. let's just go the full nines. Yeah. You know, take the guy's head off and, and kick a field goal with it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, speak, that's
1: an eerie parallel you just said, because yeah. this was the same year. Part 5 came out the same year as Jason Takes Manhattan, which has the punching the head off into yeah. the dumpster. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And that yeah, we, we talked about that. That was yeah. supposed to take place in the garden. It said took place on the top of a roof in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's time and budget to right. uh, account for here. Yeah. So
1: that's your parallel. You got a new Friday and a new Nightmare, and it was Jason Takes Manhattan and The Dream Child. That that was your that was your horror year.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, hey don't forget the other one though. I mean, you know, it's not so much horror, but it's definitely sci-fi and fantasy like you know. But you know, I, I, watching this whole movie, I was just waiting for Vigo to show up to steal the dream child. <laughs> yes. That's a movie
1: I'd rather be that, watching. That would have been good, yes. Yeah. That can be the, the next Ghostbuster sequel. Yeah,
0: especially with Freddie being the dad, supposedly. <laughs> you know, he claims that he is, like, at some parts during the film, or, uh, or at least when he's inside yeah. the womb trying to well, yeah. become part of the DNA. Adopted you know? father. Like, yeah. yeah so spiritual. Little <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 parallel yeah, once again. Yeah, yeah. And you could also keep the lines, of, well, he's not attractive. You know, was <laughs> right. his father unattractive? Was his father ugly? <laughs> right. Okay, yes, for sure. <laughs>
1: so, so, I'll just say, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm not going to recommend that you watch it. No. The basic idea, I'll say the basic idea because if you get, you can dive real deep down into it and it doesn't make a ton of sense. And there's a lot of convolutedness to it. Uh, but basically, Alice is pregnant. Um, you see this blue tinted like sex scene. It's just like backs and arms and stuff. At the in the opening credits, and that's apparently Alice and Dan, because they're together at this point. Sure. They are about they got the to...
0: Tony Scott blue light, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call it. <laughs> they're about to graduate
1: high school, and unbeknownst to Alice, she is pregnant, and that is the whole way that Freddie comes back because he's still his essence or whatever is still kind of out there in some respect. So he, Ew. yeah, <laughs> he, he latches on to. Alice's unborn child because he's still kind of connected to Alice due to their battle or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he was connected to, um, Nancy and, and whatever. Yes. And, and, um, Kristen as well. So he's, he's got this connection to him. He somehow, they say that he brings back his mother to give birth to himself in a dream. And then the, the, the Freddie baby has got this huge burned head, which doesn't make sense, but it's a dream. So whatever. Yeah.
0: it's reminiscent of Alien. Yeah. You know, they they definitely went there. Yeah. And
1: then the the burned head baby touches the clothes from the church from the previous movie where Freddy, all the spirits bursted out of him and Linnea Quigley's boobs were there. And then you, the baby somehow turns into full Freddy and he's got the like one long arm like he had in the original movie. So yeah. I think that was a nod for sure. For sure. And there's explosions and screams. But that's how Freddy comes back. Baby. Watch like on. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's it. It's like a weird game of capture the flag. And you pretty <laughs> much. It's we'll a
0: Freddy it, before Freddy becomes the Yeah, because like, oh, Alice, because the
1: baby was like crawling across kind of like Dead Alive style with <laughs> the, the the little monster baby. And she was trying to catch it before it touched the, the red and green sweater, but yeah. she didn't get there in time. And things yeah. exploded and it was real noisy. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then it gets even more complicated yeah. after that. And it doesn't make sense. And it has to do with the fact that uh, fetuses can dream at a certain point, And that's how Freddie got his foothold back into the dream world. And the fact that, Alice apparently still has Kristen's power where she can pull in people to her dreams. The baby apparently got that as well. Yeah. Even though the baby would just be dreaming of like sensations and nothing because the baby doesn't know anything about the real world.
0: Yeah, and she gets to find out what her kid's going to look like while he's about six, yeah, seven years old. Yeah,
1: he, the the kid that you
0: said was the he was gonna... he was the kid in Jurassic Park. That's like that doesn't look very scary. Yeah, the one that the, the one that Sam Neill frightens to death at the beginning of it. The one with the kind of like sleepy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very particular look, perfect yeah. for horror movies. Yeah, and I forget he's in something else too that yeah. I've seen. But yeah, that's the big one. Of course, is he's the yeah. chubby kid in Jurassic Park,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and. So yeah, so when you think about it too hard, as with a lot of these movies really, it doesn't make a ton of sense... You're just going to have to accept it. Like, where were Alice's dream master powers? Like, where was the the machine she could shoot him with and the the, the karate kicks? Like, did she forget yeah.
0: all that? Yeah. Once you become pregnant, you become useless. You know, that's, that's a, wow. that is that's a male chauvinist yeah, right. uh, screenwriter <laughs> tip right there. They do that, though. That, that's, okay. that's in a okay. lot of these movies. Th- that wasn't a Joey opinion. No, that's thing, not a thinking. Joey opinion. That's just, you know, I'm thinking, like... I, that's I'm gonna put that on Robert Shay. Okay, that? fair enough. Yes. Yeah, because I don't have anything bad to say about Robert Shea for this one.
1: So there we go. They're, they're, they're it
0: probably wasn't on One that involved. I mean, he it did a he it. did a battle of the
1: Scriptwriters yeah. moment, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, and there were actually two producers in this one, but it's still <laughs> his his name was still <laughs> forefront in the movie, like yeah. a Robert Shay production of sure. himself, of course. Robert England in Nightmare on Elm Street Part yeah. Five
0: presents Springtime for Freddy. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's kind of how the movie goes along. Positive aspects of it. I enjoy the attempt to do the more gothic style. Um, It didn't come across super well all the time, but I liked the sequence with the Hundred Maniacs. This was one of Alice's dreams early in the movie and Alice actually was in the role of Amanda and she was walking around she saw the name tag said Amanda Kruger yeah. she was in the nun's <laughs> habit and... That doesn't
0: happen. Hello, my name is. is yeah, that that right. was just for the movie. Yeah, but,
1: I mean it was like a hospital too. Sure, so yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it was just for the movie, yes. Um, you have to take your shortcuts and suspend course. your disbelief. I, I get it, because <laughs> that,
0: that's a lot to ask. Some people, yeah. this could have been somebody's first nightmare in Elm Street. Right. God help them. But right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sad. I know, right? And
0: <laughs> it, it definitely is. That's, that's a sad reality that we face in these franchises, you know? <laughs>
1: so I thought that was cool. I like the idea of going back to... I've said before, I don't like origin movies, and I don't. And I don't really care about that kind of stuff so much. I'd rather see stuff move forward. Mm-hmm. But this was a good way of showing that part of Freddy's past and incorporating it into moving forward. And actually, this is a scene that I remembered just in images like for a really long time. I, it had an effect on me as a kid, because I remembered that sequence of all these guys and... The two orderlies or whatever are up counting. And I was like, there's a hundred. Just forget about it. Let's go. And they lock the door. <laughs> and Alice slash Amanda is still standing there. And all, all the guys just stop. They just freeze everything they're doing. And they turn around and look. And then there's that overhead shot. And them all kind of closing in on her. And yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. The movie kind of went downhill from there. Sure. But the first 15 minutes I liked a
0: lot. Yeah. And when we were watching it, you were questioning the, uh, the Dan death. Like... Hmm. Wait, what part is the, what part is a nightmare? What is it like that kind of thing? Like as it was like, happening, it's almost yeah. like two nightmares are going on at the same time, though. Yeah, like it, like they intercepted the nightmare somehow. It,
1: like it was, it was weird because Alice realizes. Well, she's going after graduation with all her friends, where you get the. It's pretty much the parking lot scene from Part Four, where yeah. oh, this is my friend. He draws comics. This yeah. is my friend. She, her yeah. mom wants her to be the model. <laughs> that's what the that's what both of those scenes were exactly for, and that's oh, all yeah. that they were for. Yeah. But she goes from there, and she's walking across the park to go to work. But as she's walking, clearly not asleep, she doesn't really daydream in this movie. Yeah. But you kind of think it is at this yeah. point because yeah. she sees the Elm Street kids, the jump rope kids, and the song, and she goes into a dream sequence from that point. But she that's when she realizes that Freddie is coming back, and or is back and dan is at a pool party and he gets a call he has to go to alice's work which is the craven i don't know if they yeah. do they even show the sign in this one not, I, don't think I, I didn't knew. i didn't notice it this yeah. time but
0: it's definitely still the Craven. Yeah, it's the same place so <laughs> i
1: like continuity
0: that was For a sure? plus i guess yeah why not <laughs> and uh, but he gets in
1: his truck and drives and Everyone in this movie has narcolepsy, and he falls asleep immediately in his truck. You see his head go down and his eyes shut, but he pops back up real quick. You know he's asleep, because we've seen these movies before. Then it goes weird, and it seems like it's happening in real life, because we just saw it happening in real life for Alice. Yeah. But then it wasn't, and it's kind of the same there. But then he crashes back into the pool where the pool party apparently was or maybe that was a different place i don't know huh. so it's this kind of thing where it's kind of confusing and he gets yeah. on a motorcycle and turns into this like tetsuo iron man alien hybrid like post-apocalyptic yeah, like man demon <laughs> lawnmower man thing <laughs> and then freddy's face appears in the electronics and wires and stuff yeah. and this throwaway line that his dad said like it just didn't make any sense at the time is like He's talking about, damn, the football man has a need for speed. And I was like, why did he say that? What does that mean? And, but then it was only there so Freddie could say it later when he's on a motorcycle. Yeah. But then when all that happens, you see him wake up in the truck. He's still in the truck and he smashes into another truck. Yeah. So. It sort of makes sense it's kind of a,
0: It's kind of a play on what they did in 4 with the loop, almost, in a sense. Cause in a mean, way. It's like you think that some people might think, that, oh, this yeah. is where the nightmare started, but it's not really.
1: I do think that, the, overall, the deaths in this movie, the way they happen, like, physically in the universe, yeah. I liked because I was talking about in the previous one, I liked the one where uh, the girl in the classroom died of asthma. From the outside, you could see their as either thing yeah and so dan falling asleep and crashing into a truck he could have just fallen asleep
0: yeah almost like the limb
1: bias uh thing you know and he had the champagne in the thing which was open or you couldn't tell because the car was all smashed (laughs) or whatever. but you knew it was there so he could have been drunk the death with the model greta she just fell over at at the table so it was all i don't remember what the aftermath was for the comic book guy
0: i think he was just like Dead. i don't remember them showing him actually he just got slashed on the like yeah. in, on the front you know yeah. because i remember i just remember the visual of his yeah. body getting slashed yeah into paper in the know? dream yeah yeah which i i know that people hate that scene for the most part i know you hate that scene in the sense i don't but like it i do like the way they made him look like yeah. the way that the the paper body and the the like from the color to the black and the white i love drains, all of yeah. that visual the draining and it looks very realistic it does not yeah. look like you know, claymation or anything. Yeah. That effect, I think, whoever did that did a great job. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. That's my one main positive out of <laughs> this movie. All right. That's,
1: that's the one. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, overall, and talking about the deaths, those are the only three deaths in the movie. We just talked about all of them. <laughs> uh, so, spoiler for the
0: end of the show. I like the visual of, by the way, it's it's a false death. Yeah. You know, it's not a real death. But yeah. when she dives off the diving board. Yeah. And I like that the pool turns into, like, just this, like, pit of hell. Yeah, but I like that. I remember that yeah. very well. So There's some
1: neat images and things, and I was really being positive about it as we were watching it, but as we went along, and the whole kid thing just kept getting weirder and dumber, and I just, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't hold on to my yeah. enjoyment of it much anymore.
0: And she has real shitty friends. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, like, as colorful as some of the characters are, no pun intended, they just are kind of garbage, you know? Yeah. It takes a long time for a comic book guy to come around. Yeah, uh, and he, he finally does, he does. But then even he's kind of a dick about it in a weird way. <laughs> like yeah. he's trying to get this other girl on board, yeah. but he's just being a dick about it. It's <laughs> like well, everybody's just kind of like, "Eh, I think he's like that awkward
1: guy has no idea. He's he's in love with Greta, the the soon to be model and yeah. But he can't say it because he's that kind of guy that, that can't say what he really feels. And sure. she dies right before all this happens with him, so he's distraught and angry and like yells at his friends. So yeah. I sort of get it. He's not a very good actor, though, sure. so it comes across real bad. Lots of that. Yeah, He's Yeah, I don't like saying that kind of stuff, but yeah. he's he's not that good. Yeah. Um, everyone else is fine in the movie. Sure. Yeah, the Yvonne, the one that just is almost angry about it like at a certain point like i don't believe you and it makes me mad so whatever you're dealing with i'm not going to be your friend like that was a little weird until she got attacked yeah. so it was personal and she
0: had something to lose therefore she helped yeah exactly. so yeah It's almost like she's way too hardened, even as a nurse. Yeah. As young as she is, you know, like. She's a nurse. She's supposed to help people. Yeah. And you're not that far into the game in the sense of where you can afford to be cynical. Like, you got to be a few years into that game. To be like the way she is. Right. Honestly. I've I've known some nurses and that's just, (laughs) yeah. You need about three years to get real hard about it. And she's just out of high school. Once again, we established Mm. this. Yeah. I like how every, it seems like every graduation, going back to that. And these movies, look exactly the same. I swear they're shot the same school, the yeah. same lot. It's like I'm Hollywood sure, High. Audemars, yeah. yeah, less than zero. Like they all just look like that. Yeah. I wish they looked more like Porky's Revenge. At least we get a, <laughs> right. some nudity out of it. Right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Do you have anything else about this movie? Yeah, please, there... please make me have fun
1: with <laughs> this. A few things. Uh, one thing that the the woman who played Alice, Lisa Wilcox, um, when it, she I read an interview about her as well that I don't know if she pushed for it or if she was just saying how she was happy about it is the touching on the points about like teen pregnancy because when you look at it from a certain perspective it really can be it's a pretty clear metaphor I don't even wouldn't even consider it a metaphor because it's pretty clearly about teen pregnancy as well and they bring in the idea of abortion that's brought in and adoption. Uh, Dan's parents want to take the baby away from alice because they think she's insane sure um one positive and one thing that's kind of weird for the series is that alice's dad is a really good guy in this movie and he stands up for his daughter and he's not a drunk like he was in the previous one he's reformed himself and even though it's never clear if he ever believes alice i don't think he does but he supports her regardless and i don't think any parent uh has been like that in the entire series up to this point yeah, so I thought that was an interesting take. Agreed, agreed. Yeah.
0: yeah, he comes off very well in it, and even the the way he got reintroduced to the audience at the beginning during the yeah. graduation, I think immediately he garnered sympathy. Yeah, and everything was all good right away. So yeah. they did a real good job, and kudos to that guy. He is a good actor. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, but yeah, talking about like abortion, like when that was brought up later in the movie, she's like, "I'm absolutely not getting an abortion," and I'm like. Maybe you should consider it.
0: Yeah, that's it's a it's weird that she was yeah. that staunch about keeping it in the sense. Yeah. And if they'd have had more dialogue about this, yeah. then I could have moved on mentally about right. it because it's like this is my connection to Dan, yeah. who I'm I love and I'm gonna miss him, and this is the only thing I have. Yeah. And that happens in real life. Yeah, for sure. People get pregnant and their the father to be dies. Yeah. And then like yeah, of course I'm keeping the kid, yeah. but she didn't really convey that, and so yeah. I didn't. I wish that's a missed opportunity right there. It Would have is. put some flesh into the character.
1: Yeah, it, they definitely could have tackled that whole aspect of it more because there's that. There's also the fact that she's seen her child at age six or seven or eight or whatever. Yeah, that I don't buy any of that because the, this this weird time thing and there's it introduces all these other elements that I guess they're kind of bringing back we talked about how part four was pretty much like completely secular. Like there was no religious stuff, which had been part of the previous movies, which we talked about at least one in three. Yeah. Um, but they brought it back for this one. They could have explored that a little more. It could have been interesting. Maybe yeah. that actually is his soul. And that's why you see him at age eight and you see him as an infant. And you know that he's a fetus at the yeah. same time because it's his soul That is that she's seeing and that's a mental representation of that and that's how he can know about the world because he's like this eternal thing just like everyone else and that's why Freddy is what he is because he's this eternal thing and you can't ever really get rid of him you can only kind of suppress him and Amanda Krueger,
0: who's a who's a nun. <laughs> who's a nun? They could have pushed yeah. that aspect of yeah. We don't do that yeah. <laughs> like that. Exactly, that'd be a whole other thing to really expound upon, and they didn't do that I think either. We're writing
1: a we're having a better like writers meeting right now
0: for yeah. the remake of the Dream Child. <laughs> but yeah, no. Completely, man. Completely, yeah. yeah. Just like your intro, like I said, more creative yeah. than a lot of the stuff in the actual script.
1: Yeah, because the, there were so many missed opportunities, and it just ended up being like a this labyrinth sequence at the end with <laughs> yeah. the upside down stairs, the Escher stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and is and
0: that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So you're ripping it off. Yeah, like, and it's a definite rip off. It's so obvious. Yeah. Like three years after the fact. Yeah. So you can't tell me that that wasn't you know that that's a big coincidence. Plus, yeah. it's surrounding a child, yeah, and a, and a villain, and the heroine. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. we we know what it
1: is. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I kind of. I'm having trouble actually. You watched it a few days ago at this point, and I'm having trouble actually remembering exactly how Freddie the baby was, the kid was absorbed into. Was it Alice or was it Amanda? And then i don't remember amanda was there and she
0: <laughs> there were more beams just like in yeah, part four <laughs> i just remember
1: the the stairs and the walking upside down and talking across the room to each mm-hmm. other yeah. and then alice holds like the infant in her arms and then i think it disappears too and
0: yeah and then the baby freddie kicks off with a top hat and a cane hello yes, my baby yes. hello my honey and then we go home
1: and then it's over and then we see yvonne who survived she was a friend who survived which is weird that well isn't... i guess it happened in part three as yeah. well
0: and but she you she seemed like she was done for the minute you yeah, saw her you know yeah. so. <laughs> uh, so it was
1: ivan alice and alice's dad and the baby and you don't see freddie at the end of this one but you do hear the nursery rhyme oh yeah so he's still out there we at this point you know he's still out there <laughs> you know they're gonna make a sequel yeah but because also of... the fact that he's had that little foothold in the the world up to this point like you know yeah. he's
0: never gonna really be gone I wonder if they ever attempted to go forward with this particular storyline for future nightmares. Like, maybe even, like, incorporated into Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. With the kid. kid. Yeah. Him being grown up at that point.
1: It would have been a... Yeah. Because maybe Freddy was lying dormant in his subconscious somewhere. Because he did put the souls into the, the fetus at the time, so, yeah. or whatever he was doing. Sure. It was a little unclear, <laughs> yeah. but uh, by a little, I mean a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it, it would have been a great jumping off point. And at this point in the world, like Robert England is, I think he said he's getting too old to play Freddie at this point. <laughs> I think he would still do it. He actually yeah. did it on some TV show in the past few years. Really? I'm, I can't remember what it was now, but uh, I think it was that Goldberg's show
0: yeah that's yeah. right yeah so
1: he did put the makeup back on but uh i w- sorry this just came into my mind because i, I saw an article recently about like what do you do with the franchise at this point yeah and that would be a great way to to bring back a dream demon like mm-hmm. you could have alice's kid grown up and maybe it's affected his brain in some way subconsciously he is kind of being controlled a la kind of part two ish but yeah. not as dumb yeah. and He ends up kind of getting the real life Freddy Krueger treatment, gets murdered, and whoever this new actor is they have to play, the son, ends up being the new dream demon that takes the franchise forward.
0: I think that's the only way you can do it. And then maybe there's something with the survival character in part six, which I guess we'll get to next time. So let's save that. What do they say? Put a pin in it. Uh, Sure. And we'll get back to that movie. And I think there's some stuff in six we could probably pull from. Yeah. So can we can we get to the body count? <laughs> yes,
1: okay. uh, I've already spoiled it. There's only three. There's Dan the football man. He falls asleep in the truck. He in the dream he swerves on the road and crashes, falls out, gets on a motorcycle, gets the, the Iron Man treatment and turned Tetsuo okay. Iron Man, not yeah. Tony Stark Iron Man.
0: Meets Outrun.
1: Meets yes, uh... <laughs> and then but then he wakes up and smashes into the truck. I didn't mention the truck driver. I thought that was stupid when the oh. truck driver jumps out and he has the brown fedora and the solid red tattered sweater and blood all over his face. Yeah. That was dumb. I didn't like that.
0: The only time that's ever worked for me and even just kind of like psh, okay, wizard scream. Yeah. Fred the and, Fred the janitor. Yeah. I was like okay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> Death number 2 was Greta the Good-looking girl who didn't necessarily seem to want to be a model, but her per- her mom was pushing her
0: to be a model. Yeah, forced bulimic.
1: Yes, she was mm-hmm. telling Greta not to eat. So in her dream, when she, narcoleptic once again, falls asleep at the dinner table with this entire room of people, she is stuffed by Freddy, she gets the big chipmunk cheeks, and he actually like, starts to feed her herself. Yeah. He, like, starts to pull stuff out of her and yeah. beating it to her. super disturbing. It is. It's if the gross. effects had been done better, I yeah. think it would have been really cool. But, like, the, the makeup prosthesis was just yeah. kind of okay. So it, it kind of looked more silly than gross to me. But sure, But yeah. I'm a, like, completely
0: desensitized horror fan, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as cartoonish as it is, it still does disturb me quite yeah. a bit. And it's the whole... It, it goes all the way back to me to the Don't Come Around Here No More video by Tom Petty. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, that fucked me up yeah and anytime somebody is doing that whether it's a cannibal thing or just anything remotely like that yeah. and there's people around the table and they're like aloof or laughing or just think yeah. this is great that is disturbing as shit and you can go back to the texas chainsaw Master yeah. for that too i mean just that to me is one of the peaks of like ugh. <laughs> there's a scene in a movie waxwork yeah waxworks where it's it's kind
1: of like that people okay. are eating this red meat and they find out that there's this guy that's living and is it's like being pulled off of his body to Ugh. be fed to people oh that that's that's one that stuck with me too yeah anyway that's yeah, for another episode we're just padding this because <laughs> it's a bad movie and then the third and final death in this movie is mark the comic book guy who his death is really elaborate actually yeah. it yeah. goes from like skateboards to the shooting because this comic book guy is, like, this Punisher-style guy.
0: Who the the body double for Robert England is Freddy in that comic book scenario mm-hmm. is apparently the same guy that's having sex at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because you can't see so, anything. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to write two checks basically <laughs> So after Mark starts shooting at Freddy Freddy becomes
1: super Freddy And he I think he has yes. a, like the lightning bolt on his chest And he's like yeah. big muscle dude Like you said the, with the double And one of the few times probably Freddy has been played by someone else At least yeah. in a like Big like face front role Oh for sure yeah. 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 And then Freddy turns Mark into paper Like you had mentioned And he starts yeah. slashing the paper up So that's yeah. that's how he dies And that's yeah. they, those are the only three deaths in the movie
0: so, what's your favorite one, Chris?
1: Uh, Greta, like because even though I don't think the execution is even, I can be pretty forgiving for stuff like that, and I am. It's fine; it, it works. Yeah. Um, I just think the the immovable face prosthesis when it's at its biggest looks yeah. kind of goofy to me. Yeah, this, uh, everything else I thought was
0: really good in that scene. I'm going to stick with Kong, but guy just because of the effect itself. Not so much for overall scene. Looks yeah. like you. I'm critical of my favorite nightmare <laughs> right. this one. That's how fun this movie is.
1: Yeah. Uh, my favorite non-death nightmare is going to be that the one I talked about with the, the maniacs um, getting Alice Amanda. That yeah. overhead shot was really cool. Yeah, it's very good. That's all I got. you got anything else?
0: No, man. Okay. I'm actually looking... Part six is probably going to be good by comparison. Just uh, I'm pre-guessing yeah. here. I know that it's cheesy as balls, but... I, uh, I'm i like looking forward to it now.
1: I'm not looking forward to the 3D sequence.
0: I don't even think we can partake in a 3D sequence. But I'm not
1: looking forward to the sequence that it was at one point in 3D because I remember what they do in that sequence. Yeah. And it's the example I always go to when I say how terrible 3D can yeah, be. Yeah,
0: that's true. So we'll Other than
1: happens. that, it, it's probably going to be a fun movie. There's lots yeah. of neat cameos and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah,
0: it's Cameo City. Yeah. So.
1: So, but you will be able to hear us talk about all of that on the next episode of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise retrospective here in The Last Theater, which as always you can find on cnjradio.com. Also check us out on Facebook and on Twitter at the Last Theater. Let us know what you think about all of these. Did you like part five? Was Part 5 your first nightmare movie? If it is, tell us how that went for you. Let us know what how did that shape your horror movie life? <laughs>
0: God not well. <laughs> no, I hope it's one of those things where like, yeah, it was I thought it was cool when I saw it. Like yeah. I could say that for some other ones that are, yeah. that are also terrible. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm like I said, looking forward to part six. Same. Freddy's dead. Is he? <laughs> Never. Bye. You got
1: something to it. How do you like
0: my pram, huh?
1: This is where I practice my death rattle. <laughs> go, 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 go.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna knock
1: you out of the box, let's go. Go, go.
0: go, 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 go. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. go. Put up, shut up, get up. Oh, the lovely Greta. <laughs> well you know what they say, you are what you eat. i <laughs> am so you got Money you made better on yourself. Are you afraid? Money talks. B.S. walks. When I stalk like a hawk, a
1: victory is chalk. So put your money with your mouth is, you don't know about it. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> Mark's comic book dreams. Remember when your parents told you that comic books were bad for you? Remember that? They were right.
1: hiding while my big man. You ain't got a chance in the world. Your records was smoking, but you sound
0: What do I do for Father's Day? I sent a card to a hundred (laughs) maniacs. I'm killing myself here.